Welcome, my friends. Welcome to my world. I'm your host, Kevin Rutherford. It is Wednesday, August 3rd, and it's time for another episode of After Hours with Kevin and Lauren. Lauren's joining me right now. We've got some calls already, so we'll get to those in a little bit. If you want to dial us up, it's a free-for-all health day. Anything goes as long as it has something to do with health. We'll take your calls and answer your questions. The number to join us, 855-950-3835. Lauren, welcome back. Hi, Kevin. Great to be back. Great to have you. I've been listening to the show. Oh, what'd you think? Yeah. I thought it was great. Uh, I always think it's great, though. Yeah, well, good. good. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it was it was good. Very, very good. Yeah, I'm excited about Let's this start because today. Yeah, I bet. I was actually meaning to ask you, did you want to do the, the live Q&A today so that you can do what you tried to do last week and show us the, we the are, protocol? We are going to try it, and I think we're going to switch to Zoom. We're, the technical problems, I oh. think, are coming from our site. I mean, we I've tried everything else. We, I, I've got the strongest internet I can get, and we still keep having those, the videos jerky. I think it, we just think we'll do a lot better on Zoom. So I think we're going to set it up as a Zoom call today. But yeah, we'll kind of do the same thing. Um, Zoom actually gives us a little more flexibility, too. Um, in fact, if you wanted to, we could both be on video on Zoom you wanted to be on video and answering questions or whatever i mean we'll play around with it we um you know this kind of stuff i'm doing right now we're just doing really casual i mean we didn't put you know a lot of organization into this we're kind of going to do it on the fly um but it'll work so yeah we'll we'll do that uh today i know you want to talk about uh macronutrients we want to move on to carbohydrates um we've got a couple calls and they've been on for a while so what do you say we take them first yeah, definitely. Let's do that. All right. Let's go to Colorado. Janine, welcome to the program. Hey, Kevin. Hey, Lauren. How are you guys doing? Good. How are you today? Hi. Oh, you know, stay at home mom with two kiddos, trying to find some time to relax and ask a couple questions. There you go. Th- throw, throw them outside um, and take a break. Yeah, right. Go outside. Kids. I'm done with you. Go run. Go, yeah, Go play queer right. to queer, right? Go, yeah, that's right. Go chase snakes. <laughs> yeah. <right. laughs> um, I, so my first question, I just wanted to double check with you, Kevin. I don't have the X3 bar, but I do like to do resistance training. And I've kind of modified my workout routine to just like 15 minutes a day plus like a five-minute warm-up and cool-down. Okay. Are dumbbells still okay to use? Like, do I have to use an X3 bar? Or can I just use like any type of resistance training? Any resistance training works. Works well. Dumbbells, barbells, okay. body weight resistance. So when I designed the workouts for the Garmin watch, I actually created three mm-hmm. separate workouts. One of them only uses body weight. If you have no equipment whatsoever, I put in workouts that you can do with just your body weight alone. And, you know, I kind of, some of them were actually, we use the truck as part of, you know, the apparatus, but no weightlifting equipment, just body weight. Then I did do a workout with just dumbbells 
I, I use adjustable dumbbells. I love those. And you can actually carry those pretty easily in the truck. So I did a workout with adjustable uh-huh. dumbbells. Then I did a workout with the bands. So yes, you can do any of them. I will say okay. that I am now, and I used to be, uh, I used to hate workout bands. You know, I go way back in the, mm-hmm. I mean, I opened a gym when I was 19. I've been through all the machines, all the bands, all the, all the stuff. I hated all of it. I would always come back to free, mm-hmm. free weights until yeah. this system. He finally got it right with the bands. I believe that this, mm-hmm. the band is the best way to build muscle and strength in the shortest amount of time. There is a, a distinct advantage to the bands in that it's what we call variable resistance. So if you think about, mm-hmm. let's just take a bench press. When I do a bench press motion, my strength is not the same throughout that motion. I am weakest mm-hmm. right at the very point where I need to start. When that weight is sitting on my chest, I am weakest at that point. When my arms are almost fully extended, I'm the strongest at that point. Now, in order to mm-hmm. get a muscle to grow, we need to push it beyond what it's capable of. So now mm-hmm. when I have this weight, this bar, and I could, you know, let's say that I could, I could use, say, 225 pounds in the last three or four inches. Well, I can't do 200 and I can't do that weight down at my chest. So now I have to compromise. Mm-hmm. I have to use a weight that allows the weakest part of the motion And then I'm not stressing the muscle in the strongest part of the motion. Does does that make Mm -hmm. sense? It does. It does make sense. Um, I just know now, you know, because we're a single, me and my husband, we're single family income. He works and I'm at home with the kids. So, you know, my biggest problem is it's just not in our budget quite yet. Um, Then absolutely the dumbbells are awesome. Absolutely. Okay. And I do have like resistance bands that I use too, you know, like more for leg and glute and stuff like that. And I do notice like a huge difference when I do like more dumbbell lower workouts versus resistance bands, even just that little bit, like I'll do Pilates with resistance bands and I can't walk for three days, you know, (laughs) the, the, there, there really is the, the science behind the bands, the way it's not all bands, by the way. In fact, most of the okay. resistance bands on the market, I don't like. Most of them feel okay. really springy. Yeah, it, it, it's mm-hmm. hard to even describe. These bands, they've been designed in a very specific way, specific materials. They're built in layers over and over and over. And that's why they're so mm-hmm. expensive. I, I get it. This this is yeah. not a cheap. You look at it and you go, "You got to be kidding me!" I mean, you're not getting much for that price. <laughs> right. But it, the, the science is all in those bands. So not every okay. resistance band works. In fact, most don't. I and that's why I didn't like most of them. But the feel mm-hmm. behind these bands is it, it's really incredible. You have resistance at that at your weakest point, and then that resistance mm-hmm. increases 
exactly as your strength is increasing in the motion. It's really, mm-hmm. and I, I have to believe that's a big part of why I'm getting such incredible results. That and the fact that we finally learned how to not overtrain. Yeah, that's so true. My next question for you is, so I've heard from a bunch of different people, do you have to be in a calorie surplus to gain muscle? No. Because for me, I've been keto since like 2019 after I had my daughter. I was like 320 pounds. I got under like 200, you know, got pregnant again and then lost weight. But I'm trying to build more muscle. So you, I've heard like eat more, you know. So, so what, what's your opinion on that? Here's my opinion on, on eating no matter what. No, I can't say mm-hmm. no matter what. As long as you're eating some sort of a paleo-based diet. Whether it's paleo, you okay. know, a paleo-based keto, a carnivore, an AIP, as long as you're eating one of the diets we talk about, no grains, none of that stuff. Mm-hmm. As long as you're eating that way, then here's how I tell people to handle this. And there are no exceptions to this. When you are hungry, eat. Eat until you're not hungry anymore. And when you're not hungry, mm-hmm. don't eat. That's it. That's it. Those are all the rules about eating. And no exceptions. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if you sense. eat so when like, you're hungry, and, and, you know, I know we have to get out of this mindset. We have all been told our whole life, eat less and you'll lose weight. We, it's been pounded into mm-hmm. our head. So I know there are still people out there that I tell them this and they think, I know, but if I, if I just don't eat as much, if I, I know I'm a little hungry, but if I don't go back and don't do that. Your, your body is so mm-hmm. much smarter than we are. When you eat the right foods, you won't overeat. And you'll have plenty mm-hmm. of calories and protein to build the muscle you need to build. Okay. You cool. don't need to I, overeat was a couple, to build muscle. Yeah. That is awesome because, like, I've been trying to eat so much protein, and I physically cannot yeah, eat any more tuna don't. or chicken. And don't. I'm just like. Right. That's, over that's, it. that's you know? your body telling you. It, it actually gets to the point where food you like starts to taste bad, doesn't it? It does. So I that, did carnivore for about a couple months, and that's when I finally tuned into my body's cues of like, good. I'm done. And it could have been like a pound of ground beef a day. And then afterwards, I'm like, okay, now I'm really hungry. <laughs> I got to a point where I was like, if I stuff anymore in my pie hole i'm gonna freaking throw up yeah don't you know like i'm done good we we don't have to do that our body is really really smart it will tell us when it needs food and it will tell us when it doesn't we and then last one if you have time how do we avoid glyphosate from veggies that we buy in the store my husband mike and i we're trying to get to a point where we grow our own food um through like a hydro or aquaponic system, but we want to start small. But in the meantime, what can I look for in the grocery store that has, I guess, the least amount of glyphosate in it? Like I know organics good if, you know, but it's not as good as growing your own, you know, we probably have these documents somewhere, but I'm going to have to go look for them. Okay. You will find them easier on your own. Go search for the dirty dozen and the clean 13. Mm -hmm. 
Okay. You'll and find, it's more so for my kiddos. Yeah, you'll find you know, those documents out there. And, and what they are is they're okay. lists of fruits and vegetables that some fruits and vegetables really absorb all the pesticides and all that stuff and they're horribly dirty those are the produce that they Mm -hmm. call the dirty dozen there's other produce Mm -hmm. that doesn't absorb so much and they call that the clean 13 one good example think of anything with a big heavy thick peel like an avocado Okay. Avocados, if you're on a budget, I tell people all the time, don't buy organic avocados. Just buy standard avocados. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. Organic is always better, but there is such a thing as a budget, and we want to be smart about it. So mm-hmm. that's what those two mm-hmm. lists will tell you. Which fruits and vegetables that okay. if you're going to eat them, anything in the dirty dozen, if you're going to eat those, you want them to be organic. In the clean 13... Okay. Eh, that's where you could save a little money and get standard. Now I'll go one step further. If you want to get even better produce this time of year, try to hit farmer's markets. Mm-hmm. Yep. And we have a local one. I don't know why I haven't gone there. Yeah. Go, the two kiddos, right? <laughs> you know, because our, even our organics today are, you know what? take the kids and make it fun for them and start teaching them about food and produce and, you know, it, make it a fun day, you know, go to the farmer's market, yeah. make it a fun day with them. And, um, but even our organics today have kind of been taken over by big business and they cut corners. And, um, when we get down mm-hmm. to local, you know, and you start to know the people that are growing the food and you'll find your favorite stand at the, you know, at the farmer's market and make friends with them. And, I, you know, we, we just need to do more of that. That is so true. Um, thank you. I appreciate all of your questions and all you've done for us. I mean, shoot, you've helped me lose over 150 pounds. So Congratulations. I'm very grateful really? for that. Thank you. It's, yeah, wow. I started at 320 after I had my first daughter, and I'm finally, like, getting back to my high school weight. So wow. it's kind of... That's yeah, incredible. Yeah, it's good for you. Thank you. It fluctuated a little bit after my second pregnancy, but, I mean... You definitely helped me and my family out so much. Like, I can't wow. thank you enough for that. Oh, you're welcome. That is, that's incredible. I love those stories. Thanks. All right. Thank you. Check in. Um, stay in touch. Let us know what's going on. Uh, Lauren, isn't that awesome? Oh, my gosh. I, I just love that. I wish she would have started with that because it just gets me so excited when I hear these stories. I know. I know. I mean, that that's that's a lot of weight to be, you know. It is. You know, I watched that show. I know it's crazy, but I watched the show My 600-Pound Life. I, I watch it because, one, mm-hmm. I'm just amazed at, you know, that the human, that, that, that can even happen to the human body. You know, it's just incredible to, in a bad way, to see somebody that weighs over 600 pounds. And that's, I know. they have no life. It is absolutely miserable. Um, but when you watch that show, they lose weight, they go through the surgeries. None of them, not one single episode, have I ever watched where anybody gets healthy. Nobody on that show ever gets healthy. They might lose weight after mm-hmm. the surgery, but they struggle with that. A lot of them gain it back. It, it, it's, it's, mm-hmm. but 
I promise you, if if we go visit Janine, she looks healthy. She is healthy. And she didn't do it with surgery. And, uh, you know, she did it with food. That's, we got fat because we ate the wrong food. The only solution to getting thin is to eat the right food. That, that's the only way you can do this. Yeah. So, wait, are these people actually 600 pounds? That's a requirement that's to be on large? the show. Oh gosh! The name of the I show is. I haven't seen it. Where do you watch that on? Oh, there, there might even be more than one of these kinds of shows. I think, I think oh. my six hundred pound life is on A and E. That's the name of the show, though. My six hundred okay. pound life, and everybody on the show has topped over six hundred pounds. Oh my gosh! Okay, well, I just put uh, it in my Google search yeah. and. and and here's the thing, here's, here's how it works. There's one doctor in Houston who specializes in weight loss surgeries. So the show's always around mm-hmm. him. So the show will start off. You hear this person's story. They talk about, you know, as a kid, they started to gain weight. And, you know, now they are 600 pounds plus. Some of them don't even know how much they weigh because, it's not like you can just go grab a scale at the, you know, the store and get on it. Like a regular store. Right. right. So a lot of these yeah. people don't even know how much they weigh till they get to the hospital and they put them on one of these, you know, giant scales. Um, so then the theme is the doctor puts them on a diet to start with and gives them a goal of how much weight they have to lose before he will consider them for surgery. He won't, you can't just walk in at 600 pounds and get the surgery. So he puts them on a diet, gives them a certain amount of weight. They go back home. They keep coming and checking in. And when they can get to that target weight, then he'll approve them for the surgery. So over the years, I've watched the diet has actually changed. They used to try to do the low calorie, low fat thing. Now they do a low carb, high protein. They don't do high fat but they do a very low carb, very high protein diet. And a lot of times she'll tell these people, like you have to lose a hundred pounds and some will struggle. Some will never do it. Many of them do get down. They lose that 75 or hundred pounds, whatever he tells them. Then they get the surgery. And every time I watch the show, I think, what am I missing here? You just lost a hundred pounds. Why don't you just keep doing what you're doing? Exactly. <sighs> that makes me so. Crazy. After the surgery, they don't tell them. They don't tell them that they have to stick with a this, you know, low carb diet. They just let them go back to however they were before. Well, they kind of, sort of tell them they're supposed to eat a certain way, but they, I think, even the doctors just believe. See, doctors still believe in calories in, calories out. And they believe yeah, that a lot when, of they, them do. when they do this surgery, you won't be able to eat enough calories. So they, they don't really push what they should be eating. Well, it depends on which surgery you're having. And too. most of these, their stomach will stretch right back out. I mean, most of the, <laughs> the people I work with that have had this surgery, their stomachs stretch exactly. back out. With, like relatively quickly. I know. And they start gaining weight again. And that happens on this show all the time. And so how do they like graduate from the show? Like, do they ever 
Like, I don't know. How do they no. move on from one to the next? No, that's what I mean. There's, there are, I, I have not really, look, if we were doing a show like this, which would be fun, mm-hmm. um, we would be bringing people in at three or 400 pounds. I have dealt with people over 500. I have, haven't dealt with anybody over 600 yet. I did deal with somebody over 500. They would lose weight. If they stuck with it, no surgeries, none of that stuff. And if they stuck with the way we teach them to eat, they'll be thinner and healthier the rest of their life. Now we're dealing with, you know, some weight loss issues around stress. I mean, that's my whole point right now. So diet isn't a hundred percent of it, but it's a huge part. We would actually, we have success stories. Janine was just on. They don't have any of these stories on that show. Some of them get down to where, you know, maybe they've lost 300 pounds, which is incredible, but they still weigh 300 pounds. Oh. Well, you know, someone should do a show where they follow up, they reach out and follow up with these people to they, see where they are now. They, they kind of sort of do for what they consider their success stories. But you look at these people and they're still 300 pounds. They're still obese and they're still very, very unhealthy. In fact, in some ways, they have new health problems. You've, you've done some work on this. You know how destructive those surgeries can be. Oh, yeah. Um, not absorbing nutrients is not key to health. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, think about the other TV show. Um, Oh, shoot. What's the one? uh, The Biggest Loser. Why why don't we have a ton of success story follow-ups on that show? Because almost everybody on that show ends up gaining the weight back. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. That's so sad. Wait, the biggest loser is coming back. Well, the guy who hosted it had a heart attack. Oh. Yeah. Really? Bob, Bob, what's his name? Um, Harper. Bob Harper. He had a heart attack. Now he promotes heart attack drugs on TV. He does a commercial now for a heart attack drug. And in the yeah, commercial, he said he used to be high protein. yeah, mm-hmm. in in the commercial, you watch him making fruit smoothies. Oh goodness! Right. So that was his whole thing. My six hundred pound life: low fat, low calorie, work out till you pass out. And will that cause weight loss? Of course it will. Can most people sustain it? No, not even close. It's a miserable way no. to live. Wow. I wonder how, I wonder what he was eating before. He said high protein, high fat diet, but mm, he had a heart attack. I don't really know. I don't trust well, he, what he was saying. Well, here's the thing. He switched to the high fat, high protein later. He has promoted low fat low calorie forever. Uh, the whole show is built around low fat, low calorie. Oh, he has books as well. Let's see here. You know, and, and look, I'm not saying that I couldn't have a heart attack tomorrow or anybody else who's been eating paleo or keto because most of us did an awful lot of damage to our body for a couple decades. 
But yeah, it, the, the reason I use him as an example is because they promoted and pushed the low fat, low calorie, calories in, calories out so hard on that show. And it doesn't work. <laughs> That's, it just doesn't work. Mm-hmm. They're bringing it back, wow. huh? Yeah, apparently they brought it back earlier this year. You know, you know what they should do with that show? You know what would be really interesting? So, I don't know if Bob Harper's coming back or not, but whoever, and then they had Jillian, somebody was one of the other trainers. And she was... Oh, yeah, Jillian Michaels. Yeah, she was big into the low-fat, low-calorie, calories in, calories out, got to do three hours of cardio every day if you want to lose weight. I mean, she was into that too. Fine, yep. bring, bring them back. Why not bring back somebody who also believes that being a vegan is the best way to lose weight and get healthy and bring in somebody that can train them on keto and bring in somebody that can train them on carnivore and then let's see the results then. Wouldn't that make an awesome show? Oh, yeah, definitely. Let's make it a competition. I mean, I would watch A that. real competition. <laughs> not See, the thing they're doing, everybody on the show is basically doing the same thing. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I'm looking through that Jillian girl's um, Instagram, and she talks about anti-nutrients and nightshades, and she talks about intermittent fasting. So this is all new stuff. She may be shifting. She Maybe talks about so. paleo. Good. Good. Yeah. Maybe they are shifting. That would, that be, would be great. Awesome. Yeah. Because that's the problem is a lot of people get locked into this one idea of what could have worked for them. You know, you know, obviously everyone's different and then they get stuck in that idea and don't, they, they don't continue to educate themselves, exactly. but there's so much information out there now that shows, you know, really what's beneficial. So it looks like she may be it shifting, which might, would be great. Yeah. It might be interesting to see how the show changes. Let's, uh, let's grab another yeah. call. We're going to go to Iowa. Jeremy, what? welcome. Hi, uh, Lauren and Kevin, hello. Hey there. And thanks for all you do. What's on your mind today? Um, well, I, I called. I was going to be that first caller. I thought I was going to be a uh, kind of a controversial or argument about, you know, cardio versus resistance training. And I was going to, you know, the, the, uh, the analogy I was going to use was, you know, uh, look at a, a long distance runner versus leg versus a sprinter. So I was glad to hear him say that he does that yeah. those hundred yard dashes. So right. yeah, right, yeah. And uh, I was just going to say, as, oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say that it's 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 not so much that I'm against cardio. I know it sounds that way. What I'm against is the way we traditionally have done cardio, where you do the same repetitive thing over and over and over at about the same pace for long periods of time. That's not natural. The the idea yeah. of intermittent, you know, high intensity, low intensity, mid intensity, mixing it up, that that's a much more natural movement than, you know, hours of cardio at the same pace. Yeah, and they throw in the rules, uh, how 20 minutes, you know, what what's the time limit and all this yeah. and that. So, yeah, I was just going to, yeah, I was glad to hear because I'll, and plus, we're all drivers out here. I mean, we're not running a mile and a half somewhere and then turning around and running a mile and a half back, which wouldn't be bad, of course, but 
I was going to just say what we could do, if, especially if we have dogs, we can, you know, leash them up or, or find an empty place. And I'll do that hundred yard dash with my dog and race them, you know, and there you uh, go. racer, yeah. you know? Yeah. You get that sprinting too. in. Yeah. I get the sprinting in and it go all out, you know, go all out. I try to, I try to beat her, you know, and it's, it's fun. And, you yeah, get outside it, and all that and do a barefooted in ground, you know, and, but, exactly. you know, if you can find an area. Yes. Um, you know, someday, it, it just, just happened the other day. I had Diesel outside in the yard in the afternoon and Diesel got a case of the zoomies. You know, his butt goes down yeah. and he just wants to <laughs> run and he runs in circles and he, and I just chase him. I can't last very long. <laughs> that, uh, that'll wear you out. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and one thing good about the X3 bar I was going to point out is that we're on our feet. So we are, we do have to kind of get into an athletic stance, which is, I think is what we kind of, how we trained wrong as well back in the past. You know, we laying on our back or we're sitting on a seat, you know, trying to, and just move, you know, and doing a curl or something, you know, not even engaging our core, you know, and our leg muscles and our, you know, squeezing our glutes to hold, you know, to be to be sturdy and you know and so x bar kind of forces you to do that as well while we're resistance training you know um i just wanted to ask, no, it, you know bring that up too it, it's really you know i i loved the x3 bar when i found it did all the research i loved it even more when i started using it the more i use it and the more i've kind of tweaked this whole workout now i am absolutely sold if you are going to do resistance training this is the most effective way to do it yeah i mean and of course swimming would be good you know that's a great way to work your whole body and uh get card you know get your heart rate moving as well you know and you can go all out if you want but none of us have you know kind of hard to find a pool every day but yeah <laughs> i was gonna say uh i, I got another Oh, you were talking about hobbies. Right. I wanted to add a hobby was, 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 uh, see if I couldn't get over there and do kite surfing with you. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> now here's the thing. The kite, kite boarding actually. Kite boarding. Okay. It's almost hard to get a good physical workout when you do kite boarding. And the reason is you're wearing a whole oh, yeah, body yeah. harness and the kite is attached to kind of your chest where the harness is. The kite gives you lots of lift, so there's hardly any drag in the water at all, and you're not holding the the tension in the kite. That's being done by the harness. It's not much of a workout. I was shocked how long I can do that because it's not much of a workout, but the new, the new thing I'm getting ready, in fact... Probably not today. I got too much going on. But at least by this weekend, I think I'm going to go uh, hit the uh, the wind shop there in Hood River and start looking at these wings. So the difference in this wing is in the wing is a all. It's a lot like the kite that's way up there on the rope, except I'm holding the wing itself in my hands. There are no ropes. And there's no harness. So this isn't, the pull isn't on the body anymore. The pull is now on my arms. So this is more okay. of a workout than kiteboarding is. Yeah, it sounds awesome. Sounds awesome. Yeah. 
And then the... So the, I'll that, swim laps that, if, I, that if I get invited. Foil, <laughs> that, that foil thing, the way you get that foil to, to climb up out of the water is you actually do a pumping motion with your legs, like forward, back, almost like a pump kind of thing. You push on your yeah. front foot, then you let up on your front foot, push on your back, and you repeat that, and it's that pumping motion that gets the foil to come up on plane. So you're actually kind of working your arms with the kite and you're working your legs with the board. I see. Now you say foil, is that that, um, is it kind of like a, a skag in the water and it kind of lifts up? Yes. And then you're off the ground, off the water? Yeah. So you have your board that you're standing on that's on the surface of the water. Then there's a pole that comes down on the bottom of your board, like a keel on a sailboat. And at the bottom of the pole oh. is the foil. It's like a wing down there oh, on the okay. bottom. So that foil, when the, when the board is on the surface of the water, the foil is like 18 to 24 inches under the water. And when you get forward right. motion and then you start doing that leg pump, the foil rises up. and the board now comes a foot or so off the surface of the water and your board doesn't touch the water anymore. Right. And so you're kind of, okay. And so are you holding, and then what are you holding again? Is you're it like holding a, a wing, like a, a wing, like a, like your, uh, it's inflatable. Uh, so well not the whole thing so you have the the body of the wing is thin material the leading edge the whole edge of the wing inflates so and that's why it's a wing so you know look at the shape of a wing on an airplane it it it's almost like that teardrop kind of thing you know, it starts off rounded in the front, the round, it gets oh, bigger, yeah. and then it thins out towards the trailing edge, right? Okay. That shape, gotcha. is, that and you're shape holding a pole? is what creates lift. That's why a wing creates lift because right. of that shape. The air going over the top is at a different speed than the air going under, and it creates lift. You inflate this wing... And the reason it's inflatable is because you can deflate it, fold it up, and it's easy to carry. You don't have this big wing. But when you when you lay it out, you inflate the leading edge, and it creates that shape. That shape is what creates lift. Now, this wing has multiple handholds all over it, like handles. Oh, okay. They're fabric is it, is handles. Is it behind your, on your back or in front of your chest? It, you, you are going to hold or, this in front or, of your chest. Uh, right. Okay. And it's a straight bar or uh, no, uh, uh, just handles. There's no bars. It's a wing oh, handhold. Okay. No bars. No strings. Okay. Just, but there's multiple wow. handholds because you hold it at different places to do different things. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Question, Ken. Cool. Is the when you have the wing? Is the only way to use the wing with a foil board? Or does it have enough power to do it on, like, a regular board? I am actually going to start on my stand-up paddleboard because I already have a stand-up paddleboard. And that's the easier way to learn how to use the wing. Because the board, I I mean, a stand-up paddleboard is stable enough you can just stand up even when it's not moving. 
I mean, it's got that much flotation. So you kind of actually kneel on your board and you hold your wing and you can let the wing pull you around while you're kneeling. So you can kind of get used to the wing and learn how to use it. And then you stand up on your stand up paddleboard and you can, they actually call that wing. What do they call that one? Wing surfing. And then there's wing foiling. So foiling is when you have this board with the foil underneath wing surfing would be using like a surfboard or a stand up paddleboard. Yeah. It'd be cool to do it with just a regular surfboard. We have a guy here by us that I see him out with a foil with the wing, but he's the only one with the wing. Everyone else has the full kite. And I, I feel like it's, it's just less gear. It's more something that I would do because it's less gear. That's my point. I hate all the damn ropes. Me and ropes just don't get along. Strings, ropes, I get all tangled. And so that was always a struggle for me. But then the other thing, you need quite a bit of room to launch a kite. And unless you're really good at it, most people need somebody to help them launch the kite. So, so, you know, we've yeah. got, we've got a beach, a couple of them down at hood river where there's lots of room to launch your kite, but you go down there and there's a hundred people. So it gets pretty crowded. Um, the nice thing about this, this wing, I don't need all that room. There's nothing to launch. I'm just going to hold it. I, I don't have to go to hood river. I just go right down to our warehouses on the river and walk into the river and start boarding. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah, and it folds up nice, just a nice little, you know, case you carry your your wing around in, and then, you know, you need to be able to carry a board, um, but that's it. Mm-hmm. Wing in the board, and off you go. I love that. Yeah. Very so cool. So, the, the, the wing is really new. Uh, it's big here already. I mean, we have shops, we have instructors, we have shops, we have all kinds of stuff. I have been watching, you know, like the oceans and beaches and that kind of stuff when you see people parasailing and kiteboarding. I haven't seen many wings yet. Yeah, I haven't either. Yeah. I I stopped and talked to one guy with one, but I'm pretty sure he was on a foil board. So I just didn't even think to ask if you can use it on a regular board. Absolutely. Yep. But I bet you could. Oh No, you absolutely can. It's a thing. A lot of people do it. Cool. I mean, I've watched people do it down here. Very cool. It's it's a great way to stand up paddle board and be able to cover a lot of distance. Yeah. Huh. Love it. Yeah. Keep us posted on that. (laughs) Hey, hey, Jeremy, were you the one that posted about the... um, bent rows on the x3 bar no i think maybe it was eric i think eric did um jeremy are you still there we lose you we lost him no um somebody had posted about not liking the bent row on the x3 bar and i agree with him i didn't like it much either Uh, i did it because I, you know, it was part of the workout, but I kept thinking I need to find a better way to do this. And I did. Instead of standing on the X3 platform and, and rowing up towards your chest while you're bent over, what I do is I put the platform against the wall and I sit down and then put my feet against the platform and I row to me while I'm sitting. It's a much Ooh, I be- like that better. Much better motion than bending over and doing it. 
Well, the thing about, okay, so I did get my X3. Thank you. You're thank welcome. you. And I've been playing with it. Good. And, okay, I have to be honest. I can't do a lot of the things because the bands are so heavy and I'm so... I'm so weak, I feel like. <laughs> well, you might be. We can get you um, weaker bands. So we'll do that. And I can get so you, what I did I do, what I, bands, too. Well, oh, well, I figured out a couple little tricks on this to make it a little shorter. I know. You twist it. And I, I can, yeah. The, I, we're going to yeah. get you some short bands, though, because I, I, we've settled on the company now. I was testing a bunch of different bands. X3 themselves... They don't make shorter bands. I wish they would. But uh, as a matter of fact, oh. it was Jeremy, our last caller, um, who pointed me in the right direction. And we, we went out and we tested some other bands that come in different lengths. And we found the company. I think Lisa's already made the deal. She may have even put in the order. We may have the bands coming already. So if anybody needs shorter bands, go to our site. We're carrying 32-inch bands which are perfect for the X3 workout if you're like under 5'10". If you're shorter than about 5'10", yeah. the the 40-inch bands on the X3 bar are too long. Uh, so these 32 bands, if you're under 5'10", the 32-inch bands are excellent. Well, I did two little tweaks that made all the difference for me. There's the overhead press. There's no way I can do that standing up. I, I uh, use the lightest band, and I just can't get it well, high enough. You, you, but, you, we've talked about this in the past. Um, I'm using oh. the lightest band and I can just barely get the 15. So it, there's okay. no, so I did tell people if that's the case, either sit in a chair or kneel and do it. That's exactly what I did is Good. I, I Good. sat down on the platform I don't even have to sit on a chair. Oh, I can barely do it if I sit straight on the platform. Good, good. <laughs> so it's a good starting place. And then for the front squat, instead of putting the bar on my arm, I get it on my shoulders and I do it like that, which makes it a little more comfortable for me. Um, kind of more, I don't know, I just felt like it was a better angle and so it doesn't hurt my arms as much. You've got the bar behind your head resting on your shoulders. I do. Okay. And that's like a traditional yeah. squat it's, it's, that we've always done with a barbell. When we did traditional squats, we would always put the barbell on our shoulders behind our neck. Um, but then we actually started doing something that we called front squats and we would put the bar on our shoulders in front of our neck. And if you have that nice big front deltoid muscle, the bar will actually sit mm -hmm. right behind there nicely. But if you don't, it's uh. really hard to do front squats because the bar keeps falling. Here's the exactly way, here's what I was the way talking. I actually like to do the squats with the bands. And it's it's really it sounds weird. Hold the bar like you're going to do a curl. So both palms facing up instead of down when you grab the bar, bring it up oh, yeah. to the top of a curl position and now do your squats. Got it. Ah, that might be way better. Okay. There is an improvement yes. in, in which muscles we fire when the weight is in front of our head instead of behind it. It actually does change the workout and it's better to keep the weight in front. It's more balanced. Ah, uh, okay. 
when you put it behind you, you're always kind of fighting to not fall over backwards because the weight's off center. But if you hold it in front of you, the weight is more centered down the, the axis of your body and your balance is much better. Got it. So, yeah, so the, the ones that I can do are the chest press, the overhead press, the front squat, and then the tricep press. I just can't quite get that right. It seems to kind of, I don't know. It just doesn't Tri- feel right. Maybe tricep my tricep press is one oh. of the more awkward workouts by far. I have, and I, okay. if you can get used to it, it is a really good motion to build that outer head. There's, there's actually three muscles on your tricep. That's why we call it a tricep. There's two muscles in your bicep. So of the three muscles in your tricep, that one that's kind of on the outer edge, um, this motion mm-hmm. really hits and targets that one. And that one's pretty hard to get to. So the, it is an awkward kind of feel. If you can get it right, it, I would continue doing it. I do another one, though, and I alternate. And the other one's a little easier. Now, you're going to do the same thing here that you do for the overhead press. You're going to sit because the band's going to be way too tight for you if you stand when you do this. So you're going to sit. Okay. Now you're going to take the bar, push it straight over your head, just like you did in a military press, right? Mm-hmm. Now from there, yep. the only thing I want you to move, the only joint that should move is your elbow. So you're going to drop the bar down behind your head, keep your elbows pointed up nice and high. So your elbows don't move, only the elbow joint moves and your shoulders won't move. And then you're going to extend back up to the top, then back down to the bottom and your elbows will stay up nice and high. And all that's going to move is your elbow joint. Got it. Okay. That's all. I think I was actually naturally playing around with that, that movement actually, now that you mentioned it. Yep. That, that one will isolate the triceps. Now that's going to hit more of that back long tricep muscle, which is uh, really kind of nice, especially for women because women freak out when they get that kind of flabby lower arm thing. Oh yeah. This will tighten that right up. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. This will tighten that right up. Nice. Yeah. So those are the kind of things I've been working on. Some of the tweaks, because almost everybody ended up saying the same thing. The overhead press, the bands are too tight. The, you know, this one's awkward or uncomfortable. So I've tweaked some of those and and found some better options. I also took the two-day workout, made it a three-day. And that was a big, big improvement. So now I have a day where it's all push. I have a day where it's all pull, and I have a day where it's legs and core. Cool. I like that. And the nice thing about this is if you want, you don't have to, so don't freak out when when you hear this, you can work out every day of the week, seven days a week, and never overtrain with this. Because... Even if you work out every single day, each muscle is getting 72 hours rest before you work it out again. 
Oh, because you're doing it in three days now. Yep. You're giving 72 hours in between each muscle's workout, and that's plenty of time for it to recover so you don't overtrain. Huh. And each workout is gotcha. still only 10 minutes. I do four exercises for push, four for pull, four for um, core and legs. All right. And, that's and then you we, said something about, um, wait, how do you do core? Uh, well, I don't do core. Is that where you're going to show us? I, I don't do core with the X3 bar. I'll show it to you today. It really, the only okay. thing you need to do, core is so easy. In the beginning, I mean, we can always get more complicated or add more things. or But in the beginning, just crunches, just basic, simple crunches is an awesome core workout. I mean, you, we're... Part of the core day, though, um, I took the deadlift off the pull day because deadlift really isn't a pull exercise at all. It's really a core exercise. On that deadlift, you are hitting your hips, your glutes, all of that get hit hard in that deadlift. So that's core. And then we do crunches. And I have a little device kind of thing that helps you do crunches without, you know, straining your neck all the time. Uh, no big deal. It's, it's cheap. There's a ton of things out there, you know, little devices you can buy for core. There's little ab roller kind of things. Uh, you know, a lot of those goofy things they sell on TV for your core, they actually work. Oh, so I, I hey, like what, you know, actually my dad uses one and it actually, it, lo it looks like it works pretty good. It's like a wheel with handles on the exactly. side. Exactly. That they, I think they I call mean, it an ab roller. <laughs> Yeah, they, it works. <laughs> they work really well. They're it cheap. doesn't work. Yeah, yeah. I, I have one that it, it's kind of hard to describe. You'll see it today, but you lay down and there's a pad that goes under your neck and it's this frame thing. And then instead of putting your hands behind your neck, it, that's when you pull and you stretch your neck in all kinds of funny ways. And this, you put your hands up on the frame at the top and then that pad kind of supports your neck and this thing rolls with you as you do your crunch. Uh -huh. It's hard to describe. You, when you see it, it'll make tons of sense. And it's cheap. I don't, I've had it forever. No, it, I feel like I've seen that before. You know, yeah. I have some family members, like some aunts who end up buying all of those prices <laughs> of little workout gadgets. <laughs> so remember... So Remember like late 80s, early 90s when that home workout stuff just exploded. There was that one company that constantly came out with the ab roller, the muscle blaster, the on and on and on. Like every month they had some new exercise thing. Um, I actually... Yeah. That company shipped out of North Canton, Ohio, and that was one of my stops every day. So I picked up all that stuff every day. The other crazy thing about that stuff, it was all junk. Some of it actually worked, but it was really cheaply made and it was junk. And 
the returns on that stuff. Oh, my God. Because, you know, buy it, you can return it. A lot of people returned those things. What a mess that was. I used to have to do all the returns, too. Uh, that was a pain. But, uh, yeah. But some of these ab things on the market that look kind of hokey, they actually work really well. That little wheel thing does work good. Yeah, yeah. My dad loves that thing. <laughs> the, the difference, and I'll show it today and I'll explain it. Um, one of the mistakes we made around abs, uh, and it's still this thought process is still out there. We should not treat our abs any different than we treat any other muscle. And yet we always have. The idea was you start doing crunches and let's say you can do 20 crunches you know, when you first start. So you do 20 and then you get stronger. You can do 25, mm-hmm. then you can do 30, then you can do 35. Well, we would just keep adding reps. I mean, some people get to the point where they're doing a hundred crunches. Hell, I don't want to take all that time. That's miserable. Why do we do that? Yeah. Nobody does that with bench press. Nobody starts at a hundred pounds on bench press and just keeps adding reps. You add weight. So you don't have to do so many reps. But the thought was when you add weight, you build bigger muscles and people didn't want bigger stomach muscles. Well, why not? I guess they were afraid they were going to start getting such big stomach muscles. They'd look fat. But have you ever seen that happen? Mm, Well, no, not stomach no. muscles, no. Right. Have you ever seen somebody who's totally ripped? You can see, you know, their entire six pack. You can see all the definition. But have you ever seen somebody that built those muscles so big they looked fat? No. No, absolutely not. But that's what we, that was the theory forever. Oh, no, don't use weight when you do your abs. You'll build the muscle too big. No, you won't. So this this device no. that I have has a way that you can add weight. You just take a a dumbbell, a plate, and it's got a little pole on there, and you slide the weight over the pole, and that adds resistance to your crunch. So when I get to the point where I can do... Yeah, when I get to the point where I can do 30, I know I think... um, Jayquish says 40. I think 40 is too many. When I can do some something 30 reps, then I go up and wait. I think he recommends 40. I do it at 30. So it, when you get to the point where you can do 30 crunches with body weight, then you add some weight. You don't add reps. That's another big mistake we made wow. with abs. Yeah. So the problem with some of those devices, the wheel and some, at a certain point, you can't add any more resistance. Yeah. Huh. So if you, you know, probably not going to have it at home, but if you go to a gym, they actually have ab machines where you can add resistance. Yep. I've seen those. Yeah. I don't really go to, to the gym, but I have in the past. Oh, man, I was a gym. Well, I owned one for a long time, so I was a gym oh, rat yeah, for a lot of years. Right. Yeah. <laughs> The gym rat for a lot of years. Uh, all right, we're going to get back to some phone calls. Let's go to Indiana. Dale, welcome to the program. Hi, how are you today? Um, I just uh, call it the. Uh, I am having a lot of problems with knots, mainly in my leg, my right leg. 
and I was wondering if there's something I am doing wrong that I have that. Uh, how old are you? 66. And how active have you been throughout your life? Most of my life, I'm uh, fairly active. Uh, lately, though, I have been doing a lot more sitting, uh, especially with the COVID and all of the, the things here. But I have been doing more, trying to do more walking. And uh, uh, I get about 4,000 steps in a day usually. Okay. Um, a couple things we can do here, Lauren, you and I talked about this, this kind of a flexibility issue. You talked about, you know, flexibility. Um, this is another area where we make a lot of mistakes. The last thing somebody like this should do would be to just start a stretching routine. Um, we stretch at the wrong times. We stretch the wrong way. You should always be active before you stretch. You should never go into stretching cold. Do, do some activity first, do a lighter version of, you know, do some walking or I, one of the other things that people don't realize, in fact, they think the opposite. They, they tend to believe the more you work out a muscle, the tighter it gets. And I can understand why, because you can feel it. The muscle feels hard and tight. That's a good thing. But that muscle, the more you, the more resistance training you do, the more flexible a muscle will become. So one of the first steps in becoming flexible is resistance training. Do you do any resistance training? No, I don't. That's what I would start. And I would start with the X3 bar, hands down. I'm not recommending anything, as long as you can afford it. I think it's 500 bucks uh, for the basic system. If you can afford it, hands down, there's nothing better for resistance training, really. Um, And then the other thing I would recommend... Um, I would find a really good therapeutic masseuse. And it actually is going to take some physical body work in the beginning to start working out some of these tightened muscles and knots. Now, you can kind of do it on your own with the resistance training and some... um, Rather than like stretching, I would look up yoga or Tai Chi routines. And, and, you know, learn a simple yoga routine or a simple Tai Chi routine and do that. Now, that's a much better form of stretching than what we tend to teach in this country. So between the resistance training, the um, like a good yoga or Tai Chi routine, and then some physical therapy kind of masseuse, you can work these out and they won't come back. All right. Does uh, stress play a role in those? Uh, that's a good question. I don't think so. I mean, there may be. Can you explain the knots a little bit? Like what, like where they are and, you know, like where, where are these knots on your legs? I got uh, one that's in my hip and that, that, that runs that, that tendon that runs all the way down the right side of my leg. On okay. the outside of yeah. the leg all the way down to my my ankle, I got that, and I got them in my, uh, my both my calf and uh, the leg muscle above the Is knee. Is it all on the same leg? Yes, for the most part, yes. Okay, yeah, and do you, you, I take it you probably sit a lot. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I uh, push, push to drive a lot, so. 
Exactly. Yeah, because um, it sounds like, especially if it's all in the same leg, that like, you know, I think Kevin's absolutely right that finding, you know, a, someone who can do some really good, deep, um, like fascial and, um, you know, really deep muscle work on you. Um, but it seems like you could potentially have like some kind of, you know, little injury or something. Did you ever injure your leg? I had a microscopic surgery on my right knee where I had a torn uh, meniscus. Yep. Yeah, Lord, yeah. You, it you, seems like that. that could, yeah, you may be on. A, no, I was going to say you may be on another track here. My thought went to you know if this is only happening on one side. It may be spinal. You also may want to talk to a chiropractor. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Oh, okay. and, I, I, and, I would seek out like a therapist. Yeah, it, a lot of chiropractors employ you know functional masseuse. So you may want to start with a chiropractor and then they can lead you to somebody that'll do the body work. They may have somebody there. Yeah. I do have a good chiropractor in uh, town, my hometown, that's uh, more functional medicine too. Good, good. Great. Yeah. All right, so uh, I'll call yeah this is you know when when that's why i ask specifically about resistance training because if we don't do some sort of resistance training during our lifetime this is what we'll end up with we'll end up with weak muscles knotted muscles muscles that aren't flexible anymore it's you're from from now on you're going to hear me use that term resistance training a lot all of us need to be doing it multiple times a week we really do Oh, okay. All right, I'll uh, get started on something like that. Now, I've got the uh, Garmin watch. Good. Now, I've noticed that I have stress. Even when I'm sleeping, I am stressed out. Yep. You know what that tells me? And you say, wake it up with your... What's that? So, it's not that there's too much stress in your life. There isn't. When, no matter how much stress is in our life, if, if we are healthy if we have a healthy stress response when we go to sleep that stress should disappear and but what you're experiencing is very common i can have nights like this um lisa has times like this when lisa first started wearing her garmin watch we thought it was broke because her body battery would never come up over five at all her stress level was through the roof all night long and her body battery would never, I actually called Garmin and I talked to them. And I said, guys, I've never, I haven't seen this. Well, I haven't seen it because this whole stress thing is new, but I'm like, I, what am I going to do? It, it, nothing changes hers. It's at five and it won't come up. And they started looking into it. And then what I realized was the more I worked with her, I just realized that's how stressed she was. And that's, that's, we have to build your stress muscle. If you are still showing stress while you're sleeping, and it's common, I've got 50 people that have asked me about this in messages. That's why I'm working on this. Here's the good news. It works. This will go away. When you start this protocol, you will start to notice a difference in about five days. And every day after that, you can watch it get better and better. And here's the good news. 
I, along with working on this protocol, I've also been pretty active in the garden. And we just went through two weeks of a a heat spell for us, you know, mid to high 90s every day, which is unheard of for us. Um, I I got to the point where I was overstressing my body because I was doing too much between the garden, the heat, working on this protocol, and I watched my body battery start to drop each day. That's the beauty of this. I knew immediately that I was overtraining. And all I had to do was back off, and then my gains started to come back again. Oh, all right. Uh, you have that on your um, your website? The protocol, not yet. Actually, there is a video somewhere, isn't there, Lauren? Have you ever watched the original video I did on this? No. Oh, there, it might be in the, under courses in I think so. Healthy Tribe. I think so. And when I we, think so as well. When we do the video today, we're going to turn that video into a course as well because the course format makes it a lot easier to understand and follow. Um, so, yeah, there is something under courses on HealthyTribe.com. It's the original protocol. And today, later today, Um, We're going to do a live video where I walk you through the new protocol and then we'll turn that and we'll post that video, just the whole video. Then we'll take the video and we'll break it down and make a course out of it so it's easier to follow. And the other advantage when we do that is now the next time I make tweaks, I won't have to recreate a whole video. We'll just go into the course and we'll just tweak each thing that that may because I can can see more changes coming. I mean, this is all new. The other thing is I've looked all over. I, I can't find anything like this anywhere else. Have you seen anything, Lauren, that really addresses a really, you know, in-depth protocol that addresses stress like this? No. Everything I've seen. I have seen, not. I mean, we have a course on mindfulness, and Brittany did an awesome job on it. I mean, it's a great course on mindfulness. Yeah. I've done a bunch of stuff on meditation. I've found other courses out there that are about stress reduction, and they are all focused on meditation and mindfulness. And the problem is it doesn't work. That That's what I, I used to yeah. push those things too. They don't work. It's interesting. You're you're right. I haven't seen anything that incorporates all of it kind of together because it's not just one thing or the other. It's kind of, you know, what, what you're doing is you're incorporating more than one way to, to, to bring the stress level down. And I haven't seen anything like that. It, and I, I haven't even seen where anybody folks, focuses on physical activity as the way to improve this. Yeah, you're right. And if we look at, you know, if we, if we look at, let's go back to the biggest loser again. If we look at how they teach people to do this and they're all focused on weight loss, but their method will make this worse. If you're already stressed and our body battery is so weak that we can't even build it up at all. And we go do all of this long cardio and then restrict calories. We'll actually make it worse. Yes, you're right about that. 
So I, 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 I've looked everywhere. I can't find another protocol like this one. Yeah, I definitely haven't come across one. So yeah. you're right there. Yeah, pretty powerful. So I, I, we're new into this. I, I, I'm sure I'm going to keep tweaking and, and trying and changing. But this last, this last revision was really powerful. I, re, I don't think I'm going to make big changes going forward. I think I've got this pretty well nailed down. Uh, and like I said, we'll, we'll go through it. As, I'm not very organized on it today. We're kind of probably jump all over the place a little bit on the video. Um, the other thing I'm going to look for on the video, and I think Zoom will help us on this a lot as well. Um, I want a lot of feedback from people. Ask me questions. Question me on this. It will help me think through all the issues and, and make this better. Uh, Dale, does that make sense? Yes, it does. Thank you very much for everything. You're welcome. Thanks for the call and the support. All right, Lauren, we've got a break in the calls here. Um, should we jump back into the macronutrients? Yeah, I was wondering that. Um, we are already over an hour in. It depends. What do you? How are you feeling? Do you want to jump into carbs or do you uh, want to? Maybe not. Maybe we'll. Uh, maybe we'll just yeah. start moving. Since I've spent so much time on the protocol today, um, the whole first hour, you and I have basically talked about it. The whole second hour, we might as well just continue on with that and not jump into you know something off the topic, kind of. Because I think we've got a good conversation going on this now. I think um, we should probably stick with it. Yeah, I was thinking the same. <laughs> All right. So. Um, All right. Before we, once I go to the video, it, that's, I mean, for me, it's a little harder to do the video because I, I it's like I have to focus so hard. I kind of lose track of what's going on. Um, that's why I want to kind of slow it down, be a little more informal on this, maybe get some feedback from people. I'm almost wondering on the Zoom thing, um, instead of asking people to type their questions, how will you just bring them in on audio? Have them ask the question. Um, we're, I'm at the point in this protocol where I need to get it out now and I need other people to start doing it. I need other people to ask me questions about it and give me feedback on, on how it's affecting them, what's working, what isn't working. Um, I'm tossing around an idea and I'm just going to throw this out because this is how I do everything. My team doesn't even know about this yet. Um, I'm thinking that one of the ways that I could get a lot better at this and I could make some of these final improvements and really tighten this thing up would be if I could work with a small group of people in kind of a challenge. So I'm thinking I may do a 30-day challenge. And because I've got this set up now that you can do it every single day and not overtrain, I think a great way to start this would be to do 30 days straight where you don't miss a single day. You do this routine every day for 30 days. That's a long enough time that we're going to get really good results, but it's short enough that it, it's not like, you know, it's not scary. I don't have to do this for six months. I just have to do it for 30 days. I need to be, and that yeah. kind of gets us into that routine, gives us those big results up front so we get motivated. So in my mind, I'm thinking, I don't know, 10 people, 
if I did like a 30-day challenge with 10 people, because it's going to be intense. You're probably going to talk to me every day. For this 30 days, we're probably going to meet, get together, talk, do something every day for 30 days. Uh, and And I want to work directly with each individual so that I learn the differences. You know, what works for some people, what doesn't work, what do they like, what don't they like. So I'm thinking that might be the best way for me to really wrap this thing up and get up to speed and learn a lot. I don't know. Maybe I could handle 25 people. I don't know. 10 I certainly would work if I could handle 25, be a lot more work, but I'd learn a lot more. So I, I, we may, we may do that here pretty soon. I I just may put together a 30 day challenge. And um, again, not, you know, we're, we're not going to, sometimes our projects, we, we put a lot of work into things. Sometimes we might just want to throw something out there and just do it. I'm almost thinking that that's how I want to do this. I don't want to, you know, create a lot of documents and all kinds of stuff. I maybe just find 10 people that want to do this. And of course, there's, there will be a fee, but I will tell you what, this will probably become a program that we do, you know, maybe once a quarter or whatever. We run everybody through this 30 day challenge. Um, there will be a fee for this. I will tell you this, the first group that I do, whatever price I come up with for this program, the first group will get it at half price. That'll be the last time that happens because I want them to help me too. So we'll give them an incentive to jump in there in the beginning. But I'm thinking that might be a great way to really kick off this whole protocol. Yeah, that sounds great, actually. And of course, you have definitely to join get some me. Takers. Of course. Of course. I'll do it. All right. All right. Maybe we could get... So, is there a name? Do you have a name for this? No, I need one, though. We need a good name for this. You need one. I know. You know, one... You need one. one We need some bullet points. We know what we're getting into. We do. We do need to create some documentation. I get that. Maybe we can get the whole Let's Truck team to do this 30-day challenge. That'd be fun. There you go. That'd be fun. That would be great. Yeah. (laughs) So here's the one name I came up with. I'm not, certainly not sold on it. Um, Maybe some version of this. I'm almost thinking like the Living Wild Protocol. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Kind of thinking that might work. You know, we were calling it stress busters, but there's, I mean, that is a big key to this, but there's so much more to this. We're building strength and coordination and flexibility and we're getting grounding. I mean, this really is more of a whole lifestyle protocol. Yeah, it definitely is. I agree. But we need a name and we need some bullet points. So yeah, we, we have to get on that. Um, but I'm thinking that that may be the way to kind of really kick this off, get some people involved, get some results, and really learn a lot in a short period of time. Yeah, I agree. That sounds very exciting, actually. Yeah, I'm excited about it. I'm excited about the results I'm getting. I, I Now, there's, there's one other piece. Well, there's more than one piece. I'm doing so many new things that I don't know exactly Mm -hmm. why I'm getting the kind of results I'm getting, but I'm really blown away by the results I'm getting in so many ways. In in strength, I can feel the, the, 
muscles growing. I mean, I can physically see it in a short period of time, which is incredible. I can feel it and I can measure it in stress and body battery and all kinds of things. So, I mean, we, we can see the results of this and I've never gotten results like this ever on anything else I've ever tried. So I am, I am really excited about this and I'm excited about getting other people involved, but I want them to get involved the right way. I don't want to just put it as like a self-paced course and then just have people go through it, especially in the beginning. It may eventually become something like that, but in the beginning, I need to get feedback. There are a couple things I haven't even talked about yet that might be a part of why I'm getting these results. Two things, uh, the yogurt. Let's not forget the El Ruderai yogurt. Dr. Davis claims he put on like 30 pounds of muscle in a year because of the El Ruderai yogurt and the increase in testosterone. I may be a little off on that number, but I may not be. I may actually be low. I can remember thinking when he first said it, I almost said bullshit. I almost said yeah. like, no, you didn't. <laughs> but I, I believe him. I mean, he's a he's an honest guy. It it, it increases testosterone. Um, I, I've tested my testosterone. It works. It absolutely works. Which is important for both women and men. Women need good levels yes. of testosterone. Yes. So absolutely. So the yogurt right might that. be part of why I'm seeing better results. The other thing, um, and I showed it on the last video, except uh, I think on one of the videos you got to see it. I don't remember. Um, the vibroplate. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I, I went on the X3 site the other day looking for a research paper that they had. I didn't realize they had a vibroplate for sale. X3 has one. Oh, I didn't I didn't know that either. I, Interesting. I know. I know Dave Asprey was talking about that that vibra plate for for years he swears by it and he has it in his coffee shop in Santa Monica. Yeah. But yeah, that's, so that's interesting. Okay. So wait, do you work how do you use your I actually do my workout on the plate. You while do it's while it's vibrating. Yes. There, there are, oh, and that's, no way. there are scientific papers about why that works. Yeah. That increases the results of your resistance training by doing it during the vibration. Wow. The Very cool. The problem is, and the reason I haven't talked a lot about this is because if you buy all the equipment I have in the lab right now, the biohacking lab, it's like, $6,000 worth of stuff. So um, yeah. I'm trying to figure out how to get as many of the benefits as possible without spending all this. The The Bulletproof Vibroplate, the last yeah. time I looked, was almost $1,600. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The, yeah not the, everyone's going to be able to get the that. The X3 is like... 1300 and something, I think. There are cheap Vibra plates out there, but don't bother. They don't work. In order for this mm. vibration to work, the vibration has to be at a very specific frequency. And what I learned was 
that's why these things are so expensive. When I saw the price, I thought, oh, wait a minute. I'll bet I could build one of these things way cheaper than that. Or I'll find somebody (laughs) to build it. And I actually found a guy, and he had been working on this idea already. He was an engineer. So he brought one over Mm. to me, and I looked at it, and I said, how much are we going to have to sell that thing for to make any money? And he said, probably about 1500 bucks. And I said, ah, oh, that's the problem. That seems uh, like a lot of money to me. And then the other problem is it's yeah. big and heavy. And I said, is there any way we could make one of these that would be able to carry it in the truck? I know it's going to take up some space, and but, but is it even possible? Could we make this thing smaller, still be effective? And the more research we did, the more we figured out you have to have a really big electric motor to get this vibration in the right frequency. There's just no way around it. If you build it cheap, yeah. it won't work at all. And then it's, it's just not worth having. If you build it right so that it works, it's big, it's heavy, and it's expensive. Yeah, it sounds like it. Oh, well, hopefully eventually they'll figure that out and the motors will get smaller. <laughs> something. Yeah, something. Maybe we can figure out a, a way to build this thing, you know, more reasonably priced. So I, I don't talk about it a lot because I don't see everybody running out and spending $1,500 um, so they can vibrate while they're working out. But there, there is a lot yeah. of science that that frequency of vibration will give us better results. Then there are the other benefits that, you know, Dave has discovered and talked about. It's really good for our immune system. Vibration. Isn't that weird? Yeah, I did not know that. I'm actually You know what it does? Once you understand what it does, then it actually kind of makes sense because you're thinking, what about my immune system? Why would vibration? Well, it's our lymphatic system. Lymph uh-huh. fluid yep. okay. gets thick, just like, you know, we talk about, you know, um, your bile can get thick in your gallbladder and cause problems. Our lymph fluid and our yep. lymph system is part of our immune system. And we move lymph fluid all over our body and it does all kinds of things for our immune system. But if we're not active enough, if we're not living that hunter-gatherer lifestyle, our lymph fluid starts to get thick and sticky. And then it doesn't move around the body and it doesn't do its job very well. And this very specific frequency of vibration keeps that lymph fluid thin and moving. That makes sense. It definitely makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I've done all the research. I, you know, this, this isn't really new. We've kind of known this for a while. It's just that the devices are just so damn expensive. Yeah, seriously. You know, the, well, the, 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 the new, you know, our sauna blanket, which is awesome in the truck, and it, it's good at home. I mean, I use it. Um, it's $500, which mm-hmm. is a lot of money. I mean, it is. I, I get it. But yeah. the... The new, more powerful units that I'm using, I mean, right now, the, my tunnel between the infrared, the far infrared in the tunnel, and the other near mid red light therapy bar, I, I mean, I've got like 2,000 invested into that setup. 
I know. Yeah. I, I just don't think there's <laughs> any less expensive way to make these things. That's the thing. I mean, as time goes by, I feel, you know, the prices will come down. I don't know about that vibration, um, Matt, but the other stuff, you think that eventually will become more popular, prices will come down. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, that is expensive for, for right now. That is. Uh, it is. And Not I, everyone can afford that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we're also heading into a recession. People are worried about money. We've got inflation, you know, going crazy. So I, I'm sensitive to that. So I've really worked yeah. hard to try to find any other alternatives. Um you know, there, there's sometimes there's just not an alternative. I mean, if you want this, you know, full therapy, light therapy, this is just what it costs right now. Yeah, exactly. So one of the things we find um, is that what happens with a lot of these devices is, is they're too expensive for people to have at home. So they'll say, well, you know, this chiropractor has it or this gym has it. And the problem I'm finding, if you don't do this stuff really consistently, it's hard to see the results. It's not going to do you much good to go to the chiropractor, you know, three or four times a month and do red light therapy. It, it takes more than that. So, you know, it's yeah. kind of a catch-22. We want these benefits. Um, you got to sacrifice something, though. Uh, it, it, there's just a cost to it. And I've done everything I can to figure out how to get that cost as low as possible. And I'm kind of out of ideas. I mean, I, I just think this is it. This is where we are. Maybe the cost will come down over time, but this is where we are right now. Yeah. I do believe the cost will come down over time, but you're right. It just, it just it, it takes just that. It just takes time. Yeah. All right. So let's uh, let's wrap this up and let's plan on getting together in just about a half hour. Uh, that'll be eleven o'clock here on the West Coast. What does that make it two for you? Does that sound right? Uh, yes. Two o'clock, yeah. Two o'clock. So 30 minutes from now, roughly, we will get back together. We will, I got to figure out how to do this. We didn't plan this very well. Um, we'll probably just blast out the Zoom invite to everybody. Okay, we got to get. Yeah, I don't know how, how that works. I know. Like how many people can join and, well, I think, and all that. I so. think we have a big plan. I think we can have a, like 500 people, maybe even 1,000. I mean, we have a pretty big plan on Zoom. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, so I'm not worried about so that. I'm just, yeah, I'm figuring how, where we're going to send out the invitation. Um, we'll post it in healthytribe.com. That'll be an easy way to find it. We'll create an event in healthytribe.com. I think we'll also just blast this out to our email list too. Maybe people who aren't even listening yeah. will join us. Um, so either way, uh, check in. You know what? We've got um, we've got a call coming in. I'm gonna I'm gonna take it. Uh, I like right. I, I like this uh, informal, flexible kind of format we have now. Quit when we want. Take more calls Same. if we want. Go do something else if we want. You know, if I feel like spending 20 minutes with somebody on a phone call, now I do it. I like that. I do too. Uh, Angie, if you want, go ahead and screen that last call. I'll take it. Um, oh, and Aaron is calling about a workout device. And I've got it up here. Um, 
Oh, yeah, it's supposed to be kind of similar to yeah, except the X3. I'm at their website, but I can't. Oh, there we go. I can tell the you. The bands are completely different. And I can tell you, I have a feeling I'm, I wouldn't like the bands. I would have to try this to know for sure. And it looks like there's some features of this that I kind of like. Oh, their platform's kind of interesting. I have a feeling I wouldn't like these bands. I don't think these bands will work the way the X3. I think these are going to be those bands that feel too springy to me. They don't get that nice variable resistance feel. Um, but we will, uh, let's bring in Aaron and talk about it. Aaron in Michigan, welcome. Hey, Kevin, how are you? Good. Uh, I, we're looking Good. at this, uh, this portable home gym called the Evo Gym. Like I said, there's a couple things I kind of like about it. It looks like it was designed really well. I have a feeling the bands aren't going to be as effective as they should be, though. Yeah, so like uh, like you were saying, X3 bar is kind of pricey. So I set out to like find maybe a, like a cheaper option. I came across this that has the base and everything. And um, I've been seeing really great results with it. And um, the bands, um, they're a little springy, but... They're not bad, but the thing I like about the bands is they have little notches on them, so you can adjust yeah. your tension, and you I, can adjust how tall that, it is, you that, know. Yeah, um, like I said, there's you. kind of a, some nice features on this that I like. How much was this one? I haven't seen the price yet. Uh, I I paid uh, 169 off of Amazon, but I think it's so, regularly 199 But Yeah, so I, I'm going to say this, that... I would rather if somebody's on a budget and they they could swing 200 but not 500, I would say you should probably go get something like this. It's not going to be as effective. And I I can tell these bands are the tubes. I've used these before. The the way to build these bands properly is layered. Layered latex or layered rubber um, is what is, re- and, and the band has to be wide and flat. It, the band is really critical here, but you could still get a really good workout with a system like this. It won't be as good, but I, I would encourage somebody, if you could swing 200, but not 500, go ahead and buy this. You know, get, get something that, and this will adapt to my workouts exactly. I mean, you can do my workout exactly with this system instead, and it is less expensive. Right, now, man. The thing I liked about it, too, is it folds up, um, and, you know, it's pretty portable for a truck. Now, you know, you just uh, right. pull up the, the bar and then everything. Let me clarify something, because... Um, Angie's already sending me some stuff. She she kind of dug into this. Uh, oh no, Aaron sent this. Um, we are we do a lot of work on products before we bring them in. Are they effective? Is customer service good? Do they stand behind what they say? We do a lot of that work before we bring products in. I want to kind of clarify yeah. that I'm not really endorsing this product. Um, in fact, Aaron says the reviews on Amazon for fit and finish are not good. So just understand this is a discount item in my opinion, but it's better than nothing. If this is all you can afford, go ahead and get it. 
But I'm not making right. any yep. real endorsement that this is a good company and they're going to stand behind things. We, we don't know anything about this company. Right. Yeah, I just wanted to put it out there for maybe somebody that's on the budget or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. It seemed to work out really well for me. Yeah. So. Better than nothing. I would absolutely say that you could still get a really good workout. This you're going to see results. You won't see the same level of results, but you're also not spending as much money. Right. All right. That's all I have for you. All right. Thanks for the call. Um, you know, we, we, I suppose, could bring a product like this in as an option for people. All right. I hung up on myself. That was me. Am I back? Lauren, are you there? Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm here. I'm here. I, I actually hung up on myself. Um, Aaron was asking me the other day because Aaron is busy building our uh, – our new app and and kind of environment for broadcasting the show. Uh, we, we pieced a bunch of stuff together right now. And he was asking me what kind of features I want in it. I just thought of a new one. Make it so I can't hang up on myself. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I'm always nervous I'm going to do the same. <laughs> Especially when I get up and walk around. I'm like, oh, goodness. Yeah. Careful that my hand doesn't accidentally hit that. Yeah, exactly. So, all right, uh, I'm back. Uh, where were we? We were answering that question on the other system. Uh, oh, I know. I was saying we could probably bring that system in so you can just find it in our store, except then we are endorsing it. And I won't bring a product in that, you know, has downsides like that, bad reviews on fit and finish, and then have to explain to people why we brought it in. So you can go find other band systems. You know, we talked to Janine earlier. She's just going to use dumbbells for now. I've put together body weight workouts where you don't need any equipment. So I get it. We're, we're trying not to just keep coming to you and say, you have to spend money, you have to buy this yet. I want to make sure I give everybody options, but you also have to understand if you choose the options, you're not going to get the same level of results. You'll get results. They just won't be as good. Yeah, I think it's understood. All right. So let's uh, let's wrap this up and we will reconvene on HealthyTribe.com and on a Zoom call here in about 30 minutes. We will see you then. Uh, any final words here, Lauren? No, we'll just um, talk carbohydrates um, next week yeah. and we'll have plenty of time to do that. Excellent. All right. This worked out perfect, though, because it's very fitting with everything you're going to do on the, the live Q&A today. So, perfect. Excellent. All right. We'll see you in 30 minutes. Be safe, be profitable, be fit and healthy. Always do the hard work and master the journey.